1: Thank you for your presence today. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Though we know this and are inspired by it, too many of us live, make decisions, seek pleasures, and pursue fame and fortune based on secularism that leads to our demise rather than trusting in the foundational truth of God's word. There's only one way to rise from unfulfilling mediocrity to inexplicable greatness. His name is Jesus Christ, and his way is straight and narrow. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander sets the record straight. Prescription drugs. Uh, Why do teens use them? Easy
2: to purchase over the Internet. Parents just don't care as much if caught using prescription drugs as compared to illicit drugs. How do you gain victory over all these addictions? You say, well, you still didn't call mine. Okay, well, let me just call some, some that I don't have time for. Talking too much, addiction, lying, addiction, gossip, reality shows, news, huh? Yeah, uh, shopping, eating too much, bad eating, sweets, overuse of ca- caffeine, okay? And on and on and on it goes, okay? So if I didn't call yours and everything else I didn't call, (laughs) this is how you gain victory over addiction. And I will give it to you this time. At this time, you must be born again. There's no way you're going to conquer addiction apart from Christ. You must be born again through believing that Jesus is the son of God. Only then will you have the power within to help you. Have victory over your addictions. Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 through 14 says giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered you. Who is he? Jesus. Pronoun Jesus has delivered you from the domain of darkness. All of us born in darkness. Headed, we were lost. Headed to hell. But when we trusted Christ, he transferred us to the kingdom of of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. We've been transferred from darkness to light to the kingdom of, our, of his beloved son because of our trusting Jesus Christ alone as our personal savior. B, you have to first admit that you have an addiction, then confess and surrender them to Jesus. You have to admit, you have to confess, you have to surrender. Own up to it, to Jesus Christ, first of all, and foremost. Remaining in a state of denial will only perpetuate the problem. Psalm 32, 5 says, I acknowledge my sin to you, and all my iniquity I have not hidden. Stop hiding your sins. Be sure your sin will find you out. You may get by, but you will not get away. God does not have blinders on, my friends. God knows how to expose you. You know better. I said, the scripture said, I said, I will confess. Confess is to agree with God about your sins. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And for some of you that think you're going to prosper, some of you think you're going to have victory in your life. Some of you think you, that you're going to do great things this year. It will not happen if you have secret sins in your life, whatever that is. He says, "There's there a scripture for that." Yeah, it's right in your face. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen also says, "He or she who covers his or her sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy." You will not prosper with secret. Unconfessed sins that no one knows, but God knows and God will expose and God will deal with you if you don't humble yourself, confess and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your sins. See, have spiritually mature accountability partners. Have a spiritually mature accountability partner who can provide wise counsel and keep confidentiality. Accountability is essential to making progress and achieving, achieving a victory over your addiction. Therefore, humble yourself and ask for help. The scripture says in Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Romans 15:1 also says we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. Don't condemn folk because of their sins when it's brought to light. Uh, don't try to please yourself. Don't come down hard on folk because, listen, you better take heed lest you fall. And besides, the scripture says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The scripture also says there is none righteous, no, not one. If you thank you one, you're not righteous either. Only two kinds of sins, known and unknown. The sins that people know about and the sins that people don't know about. But God knows both categories, you see, regardless of how many accountability, accountability partners you have. Be mindful that you must hold yourself accountable by policing yourself because no one can follow you 24 seven. Well, I'm being accountable to this person. You can be you can be lying to the person who's holding you accountable. Are you doing this? Have you done this? How long has it been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. And you just as messed up as you can be. Because the bottom line, no one can shatter you 24-7. You have to ultimately police yourself before an almighty God. D, you defeat, the word is defeat Satan, and resist strongholds with the word of God. That's right. It's with the word of God. Matthew chapter 4, verses 3 and 4 Jesus is being tempted in this passage. It says, now, when the tempter came to Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones become to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Listen, my friend, if you're not reading this book, if you're not studying this book, if you're not in this book, you're going to be entangled. Entangled. And is snared with all kinds of addictions and sin. This book is a liberating book. The Bible is a liberating book. It's an emancipating book. It will set you free. Okay. That's why we need to live by the Bible. What must we do with the word of God? This is the word of God. Do you have a book? Now, I know you got it in your gadgets and your computer, but it's somebody handling these pages. I was I was at the event uh, uh, the other day, and the, the guest speaker got up there and um, and I guess, I guess his computer went on the blink, whatever. And he just turned and got nervous and shaky. And uh, somebody y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, he he just and somebody went to help him with the verse because it just went on the blink. And I told I said he should have had a Bible. I told the preachers of Mary don't you dare come up here with a technological gadget. I'll spiritually slap you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying, listen, I I have mine in my office. I have it. Oh yeah, I got an iPad, all I got all this stuff and I have it, but, yeah, but you you can't see it. It's all it's back there yonder. But when I come up here, I've been preaching in this city for 32 years, and I've come up here with one book, and it is the Bible. Some of you can't even find Genesis because you don't use the Bible. You got to look it up. Let me—it's crippling, crippling. You know, we speed dial numbers, and I got to think about what my wife's phone number is because I just punched, you know, just punch. And then somebody asks you, what's your wife's number? It, it, it dumbs you down. Technology, I wonder, I wonder, is that connected to Alzheimer's or something? Because we are, we are losing capacity to think. Don't write cursive anymore. Just dumbing down of society. So what, 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 the word is so valuable. Let me just show you how important the word of God really is. So you'll be driven to the word of God. What must we do with the word of God? Number one, we must know the truth which sets you free. Now, Some of y'all know astrology and zoology and all this other astrology and, and your Harry Potter and, and all this other stuff. But do you know that the, only the truth, the word of God will set you free? John eight thirty two says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You, you can't live by lies. You got to live by the truth. Number two, study the Word of God. Study Second Timothy two fifteen says, "Study to show yourself a proven of God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing, accurately dividing the Word of truth." You have to study the truth. You got to study the truth. Uh, number three, memorize the Word of God. My sons, one nineteen eleven says, "Your word I have hidden in my heart." That's memorization, folk, that I might not sin against God. We've been doing scripture memory since the foundation of this church almost 28 years ago. And some of y'all take you a whole month to learn one scripture, and the month gone, you still don't know it. You take comfort in not memorizing the scripture.
1: You got to memorize it. Memorize it. Know it. Pastor Rander continues today's message with forthright language as led by the Holy Spirit. Through him, God reveals to us the things that keep us in secular bondage, addictions to pornography, gambling, social media, illegal drug use, prescription drug abuse, getting rather than giving, get-rich-quick schemes, and so much more that leads to the unthinkable crimes and depraved we regularly hear about through the news media. Our sovereign God can and will change things when we obediently walk by faith in him and not by sight. Listen closely. Uh, four uh, meditate on the word of god
2: uh psalms 119 says Oh, how I love your law! it is my meditation all day long at every given opportunity you ought to be meditating on the Word of God, it enriches you, it enlightens you uh, it strengthens you it it, 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 it it gives you wisdom it's your roadmap to heaven meditate uh, meditate. On the word of God. In other words, you, you have to chew on the word of God. Chew on it. When I'm reading, I go back and I reread and I reread. Sometimes I'm, I'm reading through, I'm on the book of Jonah right now. And in the book of Jonah right now, and a lot of times I go find myself going back to chapter one, going back over this. Find, it's hard for me to just read straight through because I start seeing so much. And I'm highlighting and I'm as- putting a little asterisk here and I'm meditating and I'm going over and I'm over and over and over and over because I want it to be a part of me. Do you realize how many times I've gone over this message before I preached it to you? I, you said, can you just guess? I imagine maybe about 15 times or so. Just thinking just off the cuff. I'm just as estimating all the way up to this morning. I got guys that can tell you about it all the way up to this morning. I fell asleep on the, on the message last night. I got up yesterday morning on it Thursday on it because you deserve it. And I'm going to give an account to what I'm feeding you. And if you don't eat it, then you're going to be malnourished. And your blood is going to be on your hand because I gave you what God told me to give you. Look how quiet it got then. Meditate on number five. Eat the word of God. Now, don't 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 start chewing on the pages. huh? Eat the word of God. But in Ezekiel's case, look what it says. Uh, chapter three, verses one and four. He says, moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Wow. He told him to do it and go speak to the house of Israel. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak uh, with my words to them. He told he told he he told uh, Ezekiel to eat the word and then speak the word to eat. The word in our vernacular is to internalize the word of God. Okay, eating is digesting The word of God, internalizing, digesting the word of God, chewing on the word of God, turning it over in our hearts. Okay, Uh, uh, number six, live by the word of God. Uh, Psalms 119, 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, God lights your path with the word of God. He directs your path by the word of God. He directs your feet by the word of God, live by the word. And number seven, grow in the word of God. You can't be a spiritual baby and and, and deal with addiction. Babies succumb to all kind of stuff. They put all kind of stuff in their mouth. And the reason people are snorting stuff and putting stuff in their arms and all this stuff, uh, they're either a spiritual baby or they're lost. Grow in the word of God, 2 Peter 3, 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. E, you conquer your addiction by taking every thought uh, captive, the word is captive, to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When those damnable satanic thoughts come into your mind, When you have the word of God in you, your word of God, the word of God is a spiritual uh, sensor. It detects that which is not of God. And you stop that damnable thought at the point of entry. And you don't even let it get in your mind. let it come into your mind and do damage. Take those thoughts captive because it starts with the thoughts which leads to actions. Okay, so take every thought that is not of God. You know, every evil thing, every satanic thing. Satanic thought, ideas, philosophies, ideologies, that's not of God. Take it captive. F, you conquer addiction by being strong in the Lord. Satan loves to pray, P-R-E-Y, on those who are weak. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. If you are not strong, in the Lord, you will not win the battle over addictions. And the word of God is what makes us strong. It strengthens us for what we are going to face in life. The temptations of life. Uh, gee, we must live in a spirit. The word is spirit of prayer, which means we must pray at every given opportunity. Prayer is so vital to conquering addictions. Uh, let me give you some scriptures. Uh, Psalms 55, 17 says evening and morning and at noon I will pray. That's all day long and cry loud and he shall hear my voice. Ephesians 6.18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing, living in a spirit of prayer. You have to pray. When you're getting weak, start praying. Lord, have mercy. Lord, don't let me yield. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, don't let me succumb. Lord, Lord, help me right now. Now. Lord, I feel weak right now. Lord, I need you right now. Lord, save me from my, my myself right now. Lord, don't let me yield in the name of Jesus. I don't want to dishonor Your name. I don't want to dishonor my wife, my children, my grandchildren. I don't want to dishonor You, my Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, I cry out to You. Let me not yield to this damnable sin. I'm tired of it, but with Your help, all things are possible. In the name of Jesus. To the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to win over addiction? Guard against being deceived. Say deceived. deceived. By the enemy. You know what the enemy is? The enemy is Satan. He's your enemy. He's, and his name is adversary. He, he comes to deceive. Matthew 24, 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Beware, be alert. No one—that pretty little girl that you think you like—don't let her deceive you. Don't let that boy t- uh, say, "I love you." Don't you be deceived. Uh, listen, don't, don't don't let folk deceive you. Don't let those commercials deceive you. Don't let politicians deceive you. That's right. Uh, uh, deception is what is destroying the church. It's a drag on the church. The Bible says Jesus is speaking here and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed, be alert that no one deceives. That's your friend. That, that could be your mother, father who's doing wrong, your grandpa, your cousin. Sometimes your relative leads you into sin. Somebody said, oh, take this first sniff. Uh, take this first hit. Uh, want is not going to bother you. And you like a fool. Take it. You know what they do? They mess your life up real good. And you can't find those folk that mess you up. Lifetime of recovery. Because somebody said one is not going to hurt. One is too much, my friend. Uh, uh, Then look, look, it gets gets more interesting. Uh, First Corinthians 318 says, let let no one deceive himself. (laughs) that's a whole nother level. Let no one deceive you. The other hand, let no one deceive himself. You know, you can deceive you. That's right. You can deceive you. self deceive Being self-deceived. You you deceive yourself because of the word of God. The more of the word you have in you, the less deceiving will go on in your life. Uh, Then uh, uh, next point is this. We must be led. The word is led by the spirit of God. Romans 8, 13 and 14 said through 14 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Let me stop right there. If you can't stop doing what you are doing, your flesh, if not uh, allowed to get, if you don't put it under uh, the Holy Spirit's authority, if your flesh is out of order and your passions are just running while. Do you realize your fleshly desires and proclivities and all these things will kill you? Yeah. It don't have to be alcohol. Just keep drinking all those sodas. You kill yourself. Keep eating all that junk food. Go on. Just keep eating. You know you got diabetes and everything. Else? You just, and you're eating like you don't. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. You just go on. You know you ought to be exercising. Some of you have an exercise got all that equipment around you and don't even get on it. Killing yourself. You know, I, I hate exercise. You say, wow, you do that strong. I was telling my son that the other day. Yes, I said, I don't like it. If I can be healthy and don't ever do nothing exercise-wise, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I do it because it's needful. Even if I don't like it. I do. I was out there huffing in my neighborhood, puffing, sweat running all off this bald head, trying to have my little shades on in the heat. But it was it was pretty yesterday. I had a thousand and one little things I could do. But I was out there and I was getting it on because I don't want to be a big preacher. Just what I can't even get up. <laughs> Somebody got to help me up. I want to be able to jump and move at 63 years old. That's right. I want to be able to kick a foot up. Now, I might, I might feel that tonight. <laughs> Where's the Ben game? <laughs> For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit... Uh, You put to death the deeds of the body. Stop letting your body control your life. Let the Holy Ghost control your life. You will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. Your translation may say sons of God. Finally, but not the least, we must put on the whole armor of God. You need to read this whole passage. I can't read the whole passage for the sake of time. I just read a portion of it. Uh, Ephesians six eleven through 13 says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, all the methods and the schemes of Satan, of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this age. These are ranks and files of of demons against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Demons are in high places. Satan is called the prince and power of the air. They are all around us. We uh, uh, therefore take on the what? It says it again, though it repeats it. Take on the what? The whole, not a piece of it, the whole arm of God that you may be able to what? Withstand those temptations, withstand those desires and those passions, withstand in in the in this evil day and having done all to what? Stand to stand. We are in spiritual warfare. Say with me. We are in spiritual warfare. Say a little bit louder. We are in spiritual warfare. We, if you belong to God, it's God and his children against Satan, and his, his demons, and the children of darkness. The demonic darkness and children of darkness. And there's a, there's a battle going on in the heavenlies on earth. And throughout all the nations. And when I was in Africa and all the other places, you know, what they tell me same devil, same devil. I hear about church issues in the church. I know it's the same devil. You know, you can go anywhere. Listen, you can go, you can leave here and get dissatisfied with this church. You want to go on down to the church next to me, uh, go on down the street, go on down 1604. And after you've been there a few days, you're going to find out the devil is there too. God is there, but the devil is working too. You know why? His, his, he's attempting to destroy the church. He will not succeed, but he will try his best. He will try his best. And that's why you ought to come to church too, because the devil comes to church when you are absent. He's still here. And so we want to be found
1: faithful. And all God's children said, The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855. East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at
0: 210-821-5683.